the Alliance is official, I guess. We give our reactions today to the news that the three conferences are going to work together in the future. All of this and more on Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. Make sure you check out my work there as well. On today's show, we are going to talk about the alliance between the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 and the news that broke today. So on uh, Tuesday, the all the big major journalists that cover nationally all said that, you know, that there was going to be a press conference today to announce the alliance, which we've heard so much about and we've talked about at length on Locked On Boston College. And what they said was that, you know, the three commissioners were going to join up on the ACC network, Pac-12 network, and Big Ten network to talk about this new um, alliance that's going to happen in college football. Now, why is this happening? If you hadn't been paying attention, the SEC, you know, they, they made the, the, the strike to go out and get Texas and Oklahoma to join in 2025. And it just really changed the outlook of college football. And so these three conferences decided that they needed to counter-strike. And so what they did was they they met and they talked it over and they created this alliance. And so today we find out what that was. And the alliance, you know, the first piece that they wanted to get across was that this is a uh, three conferences that have like-minded goals. And so they talked a lot about... Um, the, the the main tenets of what they're all you know on the same page about, which is student mental and physical health, strong academic experience and support, diversity, equity and inclusion, social justice, gender and equity, uh, gender equity, future structure of the NCAA, federal legislative efforts, which is the NIL, and postseason championships and future formats. So first of all. Uh, you know, all the, the stuff about, you know, wanting to do justice and all that piece, that's great. But, you know, that's one piece of it. The pieces that stuck out to me just in those, obviously, is the future formats of the championship. Now, if you look at the college football playoff um, planning committee, the, the, the group that could push forward to have college football become 12 teams or 16 teams or whatever they want to do, if you are looking for representations from the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC, you will not find it. They are not in there. They are made up of Jack Swarbach of Notre Dame. There's a couple of uh, the um, Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, Bob Bowlesby of Big 12, and I believe there's a, a G5 representative as well. There's no representation from those other three conferences that we just brought up, the, the alliance. So they're pushing to make sure that that piece happens. And I think that's important as much as like, that's just not, you know, um, that it doesn't sound like that's a big deal. They need to make sure that of that, because what the SEC is trying to do right now is basically get a monopoly on, on the playoffs. If they can, if they can get in three, four teams, they're going to try to do that. And I think these three conferences, you know, especially team uh, conferences like the PAC 12 that have been left out for years now in the, in the playoffs, they've got to move forward and they got to make sure that they push forward with that. So that was some of the things that popped up. Now, the big one, the one that we've been talking about is the scheduling piece. Now the scheduling piece, um, they want to make sure that there's going to be 
a scheduling component for women's and men's ba- uh, basketball, along with interconference games and opportunities for students, athletes, along with football. And they want also want to talk about Olympic sports, they mentioned as well. So that's the big piece right there, scheduling, because, you know, that's the future. Like, you, you know, the, this alliance is about the playoffs, but it's also getting inventory onto um radio and television, mostly television, obviously. So they want to make sure that they have the best product on TV. Now, do would you be more interested in seeing Boston College and Central Michigan, or would you rather see Boston College and USC, or Boston College and Michigan State? It's an easy one. They're going to get more money out of that. Now, the big issue, now the big issue with that is that all of these conferences, they have games scheduled out for 10 years, 15 years in advance. There's been reports that some teams have scheduled games up to 2035. Boston College, I mean, just a couple of months ago, we announced their 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 series against Alabama, which I believe is in 2031. So how are they going to get around these games? Now, there's gonna ha- they're going to have to do some wiggle room. Now, um, David Hale said he talked to six different ADs who said that they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that they can get those schedules adjusted so that those games happen. To me, that strikes me as one big thing, right? What games go? What games do you push out that late? You don't push out games against Maine or URI or Central Michigan. No, you do those like a couple years in advance. They're saying that they're going to probably you know, move those games, uh, so, so those games out. I think that the G5 has the possibility of being left out of this conversation. And I didn't think that before I read what I just heard. I thought there was a possibility that they would, you know, figure something else out. But it sounds like, you know, maybe they don't do the FCS games anymore. They don't do the G5. And that stinks. And I've talked about that at length about why, you know, some of these programs, they're going to get hammered by that. But this is this is the change in college sports, and if that's what they have to do, that's what they have to do. And maybe what you do is if if their G five, um, you know, they're gonna play their games, and maybe the FCS plays in the spring or something. You gotta figure something out, and you have to be creative because this is gonna be creative. Now, that that being said, so we don't know when that's gonna start. The piece that floored me when I talked about this, I'm gonna get to you in a moment, and we'll talk about that in our second segment. But if you like our podcast, I want to talk to you about the Locked On NFL Preview. I, I am excited to hear some of the, the conversations on the show because they're great. The NFL season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through 8th, September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in starting August 30th. Now, let's talk a little bit about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to make all your sports action with football just around the corner. It's that time of year and all eyes are turning to football. As always, they're the number, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus and be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener between the super bowl champion buccaneers and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 dollars for new customers only when signing up and using promo code nfl 100 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to do it. If you use promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to get a 100% welcome bonus. You can't beat that. Head on over to BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Boston College. We are talking more alliance talk. This is the future of college football here. And during that first segment, we talked about all the nitty gritties of some of the things that they brought up. And it sounds great, right? You're like, ooh, you get these exciting matchups. Hey, who doesn't want to see Miami and Michigan play or USC and Clemson? Those are exciting new fresh matchups that are going to be fun to watch. And it's going to help all the conferences get uh, you know, more relevance and prevent the SEC from, you know, just bullying everyone around. That's basically what this was, was the ability for these three conferences to say, hey, enough's enough. We're in this too. You guys are not just going to run away with college football. And I think that's what they went for. Now, those steps are great. And, you know, if that was the, the contract and what was written, all the power to them. During the pre, uh, the audio Zoom call, one of the um, an, um, analysts that was talking to them, I believe it was Bruce Feldman, asked them about the contract that they signed. And it was uh, Pac-12 co- uh, Commissioner George Klyavkov, I'm probably mis- mispronouncing his name, who said, yeah, we didn't really um, sign anything. It's more of a gentleman's signature. I mean, a gentleman's handshake. He said it was a handshake deal. And then I think it was Jim Phillips who followed up with saying, yeah, if you can't trust each other, what kind of deal is that going to be? So they just, that floored me. (laughs) Okay, I'm sure you're thinking the same thing, right? If any of you guys are in business, who makes a deal without signing anything? That is just worthless. So all of this talk that they had, it seems like on, on on the, you know, on a whim, it could all change. It could all just go poof if like, you know, Kevin Warren of the Big Ten decides, hey, I'm not cool with this anymore. Let's make a deal with the SEC. Bye, guys. That could easily happen, and that could blow the whole thing up. And the, there is no contract. There is no ramifications to do any of this. And it floors me that this is where they went with all of this. Because you have Jim Phillips of the ACC who has his conference in shape at least, you know, held together for another 15 years because of a contract that right, uh, the grant of rights that they have with ESPN. Those schools aren't going anywhere because of that. So he has a contract. He can see the power of that. Instead, he makes this kind of haphazard deal with two other conferences that is not signed anywhere. So I see this and it's disparaging. And it turns this whole alliance talk into a joke because now you had all these details you had all this hopes and dreams but with no oomph behind it you have no like like if all it takes is for one of these three commissioners to disagree with the other and there's nothing they're gonna they're gonna they can do about it they're gonna bicker this is gonna dissolve and it's gonna go into nothing there's nothing that's gonna happen from it now i've talked to some people they're hoping that this is going to lead some, to something more substantial down the road. That this is going to, you know, solidify these three conferences down the road when they can make those deals. But for me, that's not enough. You have the SEC, uh, you know, on the warpath down south, taking over all, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, two of the national powerhouses of the country. And we and the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 respond with a handshake deal? Oh, give me a break. This is not what we need to hear. This turns that scheduling idea, this turns it all into 
theoreticals now. There's no contract to hold anyone accountable. What what what's going to prevent Illinois from having to pay out in a couple years uh, to cancel a game so they can schedule uh, not Rutgers, um, Oregon State? Who's going to force them to do that? There's nothing there. This is all just talk. And it's disappointing that they had to go out and make a big deal and rush this out. Because you know why they rushed it. They rushed it out because they needed to respond to the SEC as fast as possible. And because they rushed it, because they didn't do connect all the I's, uh, dot all the I's, connect all the T's, they look like chumps. They look like a, a um, you know low-grade conference that is nowhere near the SEC, which is actually the truth. And it's depressing and it's it's disappointing because they could have made this into a big deal. And yeah, maybe you wait a couple weeks. You don't need to rush this. There's no reason to rush this. You get the contract in. You work over the details with lawyers. You get all the details all laid out so that everyone's on the same page. And then you get all three commissioners who say that they have all 41 presidents and chancellors on board. You get them all to sign and boom, you have a legal binding contract that holds all responsible and all are on the same page. And that contract could say things like every year the ACC gets a Pac-12 game in football and they get a Big Ten football game. And, you know, they're going to have their games on the Fox network and one year and this and that and this. You get that in paper. And that way, if someone, you know, kicks their feet, if say if Clemson gets angry about it, you know what? There's nothing they can do about it because they're contracted in. So that's my thoughts on the Alliance. I'm disappointed. I It started off with a bang with something interesting and, and rich. It was going to it was gonna take college football from California to Massachusetts or California to New Jersey. I don't know which one's further west or east. But in the end, it just seems like bluster. And until they prove me wrong, that's what it looks like to me. And that's what I'm going to believe because I don't see – you know, there's so many variables that have to change – for any of this to mean anything because they could say they could say the piece about social justice and shared values but that means squat i mean in terms of like the big college football picture it, it's great that you have programs that have that don't get me wrong but in terms of battling the sec that doesn't it doesn't move the needle right so uh, what do you think? Hit me up on Locked On BC. Let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear your uh, comments. And maybe tomorrow, if I get enough um, feedback, we can do a, a reader section where I kind of read some of your thoughts about um, the Alliance. Now, in a moment, I'm going to finish off with the news. Usually, we start off with the news, but I had so much I wanted to rant about today about the Alliance that we'll get to the news last. You know what does calm me down, though? Built Bars. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's 100% covered in chocolate. If you're on a bad day or if you're just irritated by the Alliance, get a Built Bar. It'll make you feel good. They have nine delicious flavors, including coconut, coconut almond, mint brownie, and some specialty flavors. Now, the flavors, they taste good, and they're good for you. They have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs in most of their flavors. And if you don't know which one you want, they have mixed boxes. You can get one that has two of each of the nine flavors. You can figure out what your best one is. I did that. That's how I figured out coconut almond. Now, if you order today and you use promo code LOCK15 at BuiltBar.com, you'll receive 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is Locked On Boston College, and I am going to relax now. I got my blood pressure up talking about that silly alliance stuff. But now we'll talk a little bit more about some of the news because it was a busy day around Boston College sports. 
And the big news um, on today, on uh, excuse me, on Tuesday, had to do with the NBA, and we don't get to talk about the NBA all that much. And that was to do with Jared Dudley, who got a job as an assistant coach with the Dallas Mavericks and Jason Kidd. Now, this has been something long in the making. This has been news that we've been waiting on for a while because it seemed like Jared Dudley was perfectly made to become an assistant coach or a coach. You know, this is a guy who started, you know, he, you know, we can re- really quickly review his story. He came to Boston College to play with Al Skinner um, out of San Diego. He was completely under recruited. He, le- he, you know, he leads Boston College to this historic run. You know, the year they went 20 and 0, they were a top 10 team, top five team. And then he leaves as ACC player of the year in 2007, gets drafted by the uh, Charlotte Bobcats and has a long NBA career. And I didn't expect him to do that. I just, he just, he just didn't have the build or the or the skills to do that. But you know what? He had the mentality to do it. He was tough. He never gave up. And he was well-respected by everybody. And that's what got him through college. And that's what got him through the NBA. And he ended up being a solid NBA player who won an NBA title in just his second to last season when he won with the LA Lakers in 2020 uh, with LeBron James. So he has this long career. It kind of winds down the last couple of years. You know, he ends up being basically... Uh, a player coach, I think, for the Lakers, you know, a guy that was well-respected in that locker room, a guy that, um, you know, they didn't play all that much. I think he was only averaging like two minutes a game last year. Uh, but, you know, he'd talk up his teammates, he'd get them energized and going and and talk, you know, co- basically coach some of them. And that ended up, uh, you know, he ended up retiring, um, <laughs> which I think kind of coincides with his news because it sounds like he was still scheduled to play next year or there were still questions whether he was going to play. So he ends up, you know, he ends a career that he played with the Nets. He played with the Bucks. He played with the Wizards. He played um, with the uh, Lakers. You know, he played everywhere. He was all over the place. And everyone was just waiting for it to end because they're like, you know, at you know at the beginning of this winter, it was like you, you, Jim Christian's fired. Oh, who's the name that could come in? Jared Dudley. Well, he didn't get hired. Earl Grant comes in. Oh, who could be his assistant coach? Jared Dudley. He didn't get hired there either. But he gets hired now. And this is where he starts that journey. This is where he starts being an assistant coach and shows off. And, you know, everyone, I saw all so many different names. I saw Bradley Beal out there commenting about how excited he is that Dudley's going to be an assistant. I saw Craig Smith talking about it. Lots of different guys. They know what he's capable of. So this could be the start of a great coaching career for Jared Dudley. Um, and maybe it will end in Boston College. Maybe he'll eventually get to be the head coach there. Maybe, you know, he'll, he'll kind of toil around at the assistant level and maybe things do or don't work with Grant and he ends up at BC. You know, that could still be something to watch for too. But he'll be with the Dallas Mavericks and playing with uh, a former coach and Jason Kidd. We'll have to check out how that goes. A little bit more basketball news. Josh Reed, a forward out of... Um, Atlanta, Georgia. He's a four-star who plays at Pace Academy. He listed his top five today. Actually, excuse me, on Tuesday night. And those top five is Northwestern, Butler, Cincinnati, South Carolina, and Boston College. So again, you're seeing more of these recruits, these bigger names, starting to list BC as their tops. You know, they're in those lists again. You don't, you didn't see that all that often with Jim Christian. You saw it here and there, uh, but I, I, I sense it. I sense a change in, in the, in the, um, in the momentum with the school. And it could be because of the new coach. It could also be because of the practice squad, but you're starting to see it. And hopefully they'll start to hit some of these home. Um, and we'll check that out soon. And reads from Atlanta, 
So it's important to note that maybe he will uh, have a relationship with Grant from Grant's time at College of Charleston. And finally, on Tuesday, Boston College announced their a Hall of Fame class for the BC Varsity Club Hall of Fame. And these members that are going in, many of you are going to know a lot of them. Uh, Will Blackman, football player, one of the ba- you know most dynamic Boston College players to ever play at BC. Then Mallory Champa, a women's track and field player from 09 and 10. Laura Georges, a women's soccer player. Tim Hasselback from OO. He was a football player, obviously part of that Hasselback crew. Uh, Patrick Mahoney, a class of 25 men's and track and field player. Hey, Brooks Orpik from men's hockey. Kevin Stevens, another uh, legendary BC player from men's hockey. Carolyn Swords, probably one of the best BC women's basketball players of all time from 2011. And then Donna Bennett, one of the administrators um, at BC, also is going to be in. And they'll do a, a ceremony at one of the BC football games this year, and we'll make sure that we cover that as well. So thank you all for listening today. This is Lockdown Boston College. You know, we have different shows every day. Yesterday, we had to talk about the passing of Jimmy Hayes. We talked about, uh, you know, football stuff. Today, it was me being angry about uh, the Alliance. So it, different days, different feels. Um, and so hopefully you enjoyed today's show. If you do, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure if you're listening to us on Apple iTunes, give us a five-star review, and write down why you like us. It helps other people find our podcast and helps us to grow. And I really would appreciate it. If we get a couple this week, I will do a five-star Friday where I will shout you out on our Friday show. On tomorrow's show, we're going to continue our preview of the upcoming season. Next week, we start our game preview weeks. We have uh, Eric Hofsis will be jump joining on. We'll talk to um, all about Colgate. You're going to get everything you need to get ready in a nice 20-minute format here on Lockdown Boston College. So thank you all. And thank you all who have subscribed to our, our YouTube channel. Uh, if you have not done so already, subscribing on YouTube is absolutely free. All you need to do is go to YouTube.com, make sure you have an account, hit subscribe, and you'll get all of our podcasts on the YouTube um, website. It's it's helpful and it, and it really helps us. So check that out as well. We'll check you out all again for tomorrow's show. And we're getting close to episode 200. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.